The thing that is so disgusting about what Batista did to Ric Flair a couple of weeks ago is the fact that Flair, in many ways, was a mentor to this man. They were tag team champions together. Batista, can, uh, much of his career can be, and his career path can be given to the, the, the mentorship of Ric Flair. Batista rolling deep tonight. Personal security making their way out. Probably a smart move after how fired up Triple H was last week. Batista's a Hollywood megastar right now, protecting his own investment. You just gonna stand up there looking like a nose ring model, or you gonna come to the ring like I asked you to and face me like a man? Your biggest mistake, always underestimating me. See, we're gonna do this on my terms. I'm in control here, and you're gonna give me what I want. You know what it is, give me what I want. I'm not gonna give you a damn thing, Dave. Why should I? How many times have you quit this company? How many times have you quit and walked away, Dave, and I'm supposed to hand you stuff? You're entitled? Why? Because you're a big Hollywood movie star now? Do you come back here and demand whatever you want? I'm not giving you anything. So I guess that leaves me to the next option. Since you're too big of a coward to walk down here and face me like a man, then we'll do it my way. I'll step out of this ring. I'll walk up that ramp. I will tear my way through the guardians of the independent scene or whatever they are. <laughs> and I will beat your ass on that stage. No, no, we are not doing this your way. You know why I quit? Because I wanted to get as far away from you as I could. Always holding me down, talking down to me, looking down on me, shutting me out. That's all you're doing. That's all you're doing now. You know what I want. I've been asking for it for years. You're going to give me what I want, or I'm going to continue to hurt people you love. I'm give not giving you a damn thing, Dave. I am not giving you a damn thing except the beating you deserve. Now be a man, get in this ring. Face me like a man. It's killing you. Look at you. Get in I this ring! You. I know you. I see it. It's killing you. It's tearing you apart. You want to hurt me so bad, you can't stand it. But you won't give it to me because you're not in control. Give me what I want. Give no. me what I want. I am going to give you the beating you deserve, Dave, and nothing more. No. That's not what I want. I want you at WrestleMania. Give it to me. You want me at Mania? Is that what this is about? You're beating up a 70-year-old man. You are hiding behind securities. This is what you've become because you want me at WrestleMania? Is that what you want? Give it to me. Give it to me. Give me what I want. You want me at WrestleMania? Give me what I want. You're on. That's all I've ever wanted. 
had one last match to end my career on my terms. And that one last match to end your career on my terms. You had better find whatever little scrap is left of the animal, and you better hope there's some. Because when we get to Mania, it might be on your terms, but the match will be on mine. Bring everything you have, because there will be no rules, no restrictions to what I do, no law, there will be no holds barred. The bell is wrong. Welcome to another edition of In Ring Reality. This is your Monday Night Raw review edition for the March 11, 2019 episode. A day later than it normally would go into your subscription feed, of course, due to the fact that yours truly did not have time to record yesterday before attending the March 12th SmackDown Live in person. So make sure you listen to the SmackDown episode that will also be in your subscription feeds tonight to hear, in addition to what I thought of the matches, my personal account from WWE SmackDown Live, including where you can check out some awesome photos that I was able to get. Raw opened up with a farewell address from The Shield. They did their entrance for the final time. Their music played for the final time. It was very, very emotional. They did the fist bump again for what will undoubtedly be the final time. And they talked about how they all have to go off in their own directions. Roman wants to have his first one-on-one match since returning from leukemia. Seth, of course, is facing Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. And Dean is going to do what Dean is going to do, implying him leaving the company. Of course. So after that segment happens, Seth Rollins is in the ring talking about Brock Lesnar. Paul Heyman comes out and says, Hey, Seth, do you really think that you have a chance against Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania? And Seth responds by saying, Hey, look, Paul, every time that Brock has gotten into the ring with guys my size, AJ Styles, Finn Balor, Daniel Bryan, he's really, really struggled against each and every one of them. I think that there's nobody better equipped in all of WB than me, Seth Rollins, to take that Universal Championship from the Beast at WrestleMania. Paul Heyman responds to that claim by saying, yeah, fair point, Seth, but every one of those matches were on short notice. Brock Lesnar's had nothing to do but time to prepare for you since you won the Royal Rumble match back in January. This will be a whole different story. And out of nowhere, and I do mean out of nowhere, for what feels like a year for the first time since that had happened, Shelton Benjamin shows up on Monday Night Raw, the former SmackDown superstar, and attacks Seth Rollins with a series of German suplexes, then an impromptu match is made between the two with Seth Rollins wins and his victorious end. 
and there was no confirmation one way or another, but it appeared as though Paul Heyman was behind the appearance of Shelton Benjamin. So, does this lead to something? We will have to wait and find out, I suppose. Next up, it was the Intercontinental Championship Online, and what was definitely the low point of the night for me and many, many other fans out there. I'm sure you all out there listening as well. We have a new Intercontinental Champion in Bobby Lashley as Finn Balor has already been screwed out of the Intercontinental title. I don't understand why this happened. Why would you even bother giving us hope by finally pushing Finn Balor after all if you're not going to let him have a run with that title? Maybe, just maybe, they put the title back on Lashley to justify a rematch between the two at WrestleMania where Finn can get a crowning moment as Demon Finn at WrestleMania, but did you really have to do Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor again at WrestleMania? I don't think he did. There's so many other things they could have done or directions they could have gone in with the IC title, so I just don't quite understand what the point of all this was, but it is what it is. Leo Rush with the distraction with the false ringing of the timekeeper's bell, and Bobby Lashley is once again your WWE Intercontinental Champion. Dana Brooke confronted Raw Women's Champion Rowdy Ronda Rousey after Ronda comes out and runs her mouth once again about how fake Becky and Charlotte are. Dana Brooke says it's time for her to be remembered. It's time for her to earn her respect. And in a very short segment, Ronda Rousey gets the better of Dana Brooke. I do like Dana Brooke demanding to not be ignored, but she is going to be ignored because she's so far down the women's totem pole right now. Can they build her up within the next year or so after Mania? Only time will tell. Aleister Black and Ricochet defeated Bobby Roode and Chad Gable in a rematch of two of the three teams from Fastlane on Sunday. It was a solid match, as it always is, between these four. Alexa Bliss then revealed on her Moment of Bliss segment that she will be the host of WrestleMania 35 this year, implying that Alexa is truly hurt and that she is not cleared to partake in the in-ring match at WrestleMania, which I find kind of strange because they cleared her to be in the Women's Royal Rumble match, although she wasn't in there very long, to be fair. But they cleared her to be in the Women's Royal Rumble match. And then the next night she was cleared to be in a short tag team championship qualifying match against Nia and Tamina alongside Mickey James. So I don't really understand. Therefore it is a bit of a head scratcher as to why she's not being allowed to compete. But that has to be the case. Otherwise there's no reason at all they wouldn't be utilizing her in the ring. Braun Strowman was then gifted a car by SNL's Colin Joust, continuing on from last week, which he destroyed. Nia Jax defeated Natalya via disqualification. After Tamina gets involved, Beth Phoenix was watching Natalya's back, and the interaction between the Glamazon and these two continued, continuing to tease the idea, as I mentioned in the Fastlane review of Beth Phoenix coming out of retirement to team with Natalya against the Samoan Slaughterhouse. So I have to wait and see when and if that becomes official. In the segment that you heard the audio from in the opening of the program 
what I felt was the best moment of the night, which is what I always pick for the openings of these shows now, that I have a way to get the audio for all of you. It was Batista and Triple H in a face-off, and they officially set up a match for WrestleMania 35. Now, is Triple H versus Batista necessarily something we need to see? Is it necessarily something that's exciting? Maybe not on paper, but it is Triple H and Batista, two of the greatest workers of all time. And Batista is back and he's playing a cocky, arrogant heel, which is so perfect for who he is now. So I don't have a bit of an issue with seeing this match. I even like the annoying factor of the whole, give me what I want, Hunter, give me what I want, sounding like an annoying little kid. I think it plays perfectly into who Batista is right now. So I really, really enjoyed it, and I think the match is going to be great. Kurt Angle then comes out and tells his hometown Pittsburgh crowd that he will be having his farewell match at WrestleMania 35, confirming what many of us have felt to be the case. He then has one final match in Pittsburgh against Apollo Crews, which was a very solid match. Crews looked as strong as he could given the situation he was in. So maybe Apollo Crews once again gets an opportunity to be built up. And in the main event of the evening, it was supposed to be Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre attacks Roman Reigns before a match can start. And Roman Reigns gets a concussion. I do believe that this is just a storyline, however, because they may be taking it easy with him and not having him work as many dates with the leukemia recovery because he's also been pulled from upcoming house shows. Dean Ambrose goes to avenge his brother. The two have a fairly decent, and I do mean just decent, no holds barred, falls count anywhere match. It was kind of lame and predictable because you knew there was no way Dean was going to win here because Roman and Drew is clearly the feud going into WrestleMania, at least from what we saw on Raw. So it was okay, but for what they were given, I thought that Dean and Drew really delivered. And I do like Drew once again being pushed because he should be seen as a main event player. That's going to wrap it up for the Raw edition. Look for the SmackDown Live and 205 Live edition since I was there. I will be discussing 205 Live as well. So look for that edition of the show in your subscription feed right after this one. I will be publishing the show simultaneously. I will edit this one, then record the other one, and have them both go up a moment right after one another. So be on the lookout. As always, you can get in touch with the program via email at inringrealitypodcast at gmail.com at in ring real pod on Twitter or on Instagram at in ring reality podcast. I do appreciate any and all fan feedback, as you well know, and Saturdays, as you well know, those shows are always dedicated to answering your questions. So make sure you leave them as well as five star reviews on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. As no matter what your preferred listening platform is. Five-star ratings on those platforms really help the algorithm and help get the word out about this show. And I greatly appreciate it because I want this show to be in as many ears of fellow awesome wrestling fans 
like yourself as possible. And as always, this has been your Razman's Reality Check.